Yeah, hello. I have a visual association with that, too. It has to do with the house I was living in when I learned about the word masturbation and when my mom was cutting up bologna into squares for my lunch. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Secretly Timid. My name is John and I'm here in studio with Otieno. What's up? And uh, Cyberly with Regina. And, hey, hey. And Megan. And me. And the featured Cyberly. song today is Got That by Gigi Rowe. It's featured on a video game that I don't play. Which game is it? One of the dance games. Oh, like DDR? Yeah, or? like one of those, but I don't oh. think it was DDR. I was going to say, DDR is kind of dead now, isn't it? Yeah. Like the next Sadly generation enough. of DDR. They were going to end the obesity epidemic. It's too bad that that... <laughs> I have so many friends that, that they basically credit DDR for all their weight loss. It's kind of amazing. <laughs> dead serious. Wait, seriously? Dead serious. <laughs> I have a number of friends, like ex... Well, still weebs, but like ex-fat basement dwelling weebs that credit all of their weight loss to playing lots and lots of DDR. What's a weeb? Weeb is basically like generally a uh, white anime fan that gets like seriously, seriously deep into anime. Like in some cases, unfortunately, socially uh, awkwardly deep into anime. Go into, um, I think I work with a weeb. Go into like the etymology of the word, please. Uh, the word actually originally like comes dweeb? from a, uh, no, it comes from a Perry Bible Fellowship comic where um, I think it stands for, it's, it's uh, what does it stand for? It's short for something. It's short for we. Weeaboo. It's short for Weeaboo. That's what it was. Yeah, there's an old uh, Perry Bible Fellowship comic where I've forgotten the context of the comic, but the end of it consists of a bunch of little kids taunting this one other little kid and hitting him w- with sticks, calling him a Weeaboo. Oh, my God. Yeah. Do you remember back That's in the horrible. 90s, there is a really uh, now controversial term that was very popular to describe uh, white kids that were uh, interested in black culture? Oh, you mean the Wiggers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what like, were you thinking? I like how you I forgot all about that word. I like how you oh fed that to me, John. That was nice. Thanks. Thanks. That was like, hey, an hey, awful word. It, so. Do you know uh who loved Dance Dance Revolution? Megan. No. <laughs> I could not see you doing that ever. Neither could I, and you can't because I didn't. <laughs> I do not Isaac. know. Isaac. Isaac oh, loved I it. I have one of those cameras for my Xbox and like right when I got it, I started doing the the workout, like the Xbox workout for like weightlifting and stuff, and it would watch you and tell you if you're doing using good form and shit. And then I tried to do one of those dance ones that involved coordination. I was like, you know, this shit is not for me because I would think that I was doing the moves correctly, and it would tell me I was not doing the moves correctly, and I wouldn't get the point. So I was like, fuck this shit. <laughs> yeah, it's like yoga, but they tell you more gently in yoga that you're doing it wrong. Yeah. So, another week has gone by. It's not December 2017. It's only been a week, close. Jesus Christ. Um, horrible stuff's happened. Alabama looks like it's it's going to elect a pedophile to the office. But before Woo-hoo! but before we get into hot topics. Wait, you mean like a like a an overt pedophile? Yeah. That's what you mean, right? Like the guy like one that everybody knows about. Like the guy when he was interviewed and asked, "Did you ever uh date?" in quotes. You're talking date. about Roy Moore. Yes. Right? 
Okay. I'm just saying, like, he's probably not the first pedophile that's ever been elected. <laughs> oh, no, he's to- not. There was, uh, <laughs> what's his name? I forgot. Dennis Hassert yeah, or Denny Hassert? Yeah. He was like a for real real, without a doubt, for real real. As opposed to Loki. As opposed to people are still denying. Oh, right. He He said it was okay because he asked the girl's parents if it was okay Mm. to date their teenage daughters as a 30 something year old prosecutor. None of that's any, none of that is as bad. He's the the Michael Jackson of politicians. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Have you read that (laughs) article about Brian Singer? No, not about, not about Brian Singer. (laughs) It's pretty bad. There's a pretty bad article out there about Brian Singer. The only difference is that the boy in question was 18 at the time, but we're talking like the the kid went to Los Angeles to be an actor. Same old story. Met up somewhere, some party where somebody was like, hey, there's Brian Singer, cozy up to him. And then... Is this the um, Kevin Spacey guy? No, Kevin Spacey's the Kevin Spacey guy. What? Who's Brian Singer? Brian Singer's the director of... X-Men and a couple of other things. And the usual suspects. Oh, yeah. Okay, go on. It apparently Sorry. was a haven of awkward yeah. sexual activity. The, the but it's been that. known about, about him for quite a, a while. A long time. It's been a rumor, yeah. but this kid's, he's now an adult. He actually lives in Fort Worth. This this uh, young man, he wrote the article about his experience of, uh, dating Brian Singer for over a year. And it really exposes uh, the, just the the den of pedophilia and not not necessarily pedophilia but like really young impressionable teens going into hollywood to you know become famous and then getting wrapped up in this this world of very powerful connected men um having orgies with these teens you know? I thought that was implied. Like I thought that's why dudes became directors and producers in the first place. That's sad. is that not? Is there something else that they do? It's about art, Megan. <laughs> that's what it was supposed to be about. It's supposed to be about creating right? art, not a, not a. Well, when that when is that going to happen? So I'll, I maybe I'll put a link to it. I normally you know we don't get into the gossipy type stuff, but the article for me was just. Uh, Troubling and interesting and just like, wow, at the same time, because the kid... Uh, it almost he, sounds like sex trafficking. Yeah, exactly. And and he doesn't name any names, but he basically said Brian Singer would watch television shows and he'd make a call and say, hey, I want that young actor, you know, over here. Like a menu? Like a menu. And then Ew. they would come and they would Ew. have sex, sometimes group sex. And it seems like it didn't really matter... If the actor was gay or straight, they, some of them would do it because they would see it as a career opportunity. And he would, you know, promise these guys roles. Um, and Brian Singer was just recently, he was, he was set to direct or he was directing the, uh, Queen biopic. He just got fired from that. Um, so that show, The Gifted on Fox, which I watch and actually enjoy, we don't know what's going to happen with that because he's tied to that. So they, they have that like Uber Eats app where they deliver food to you You could have like an uber rapes app where they just deliver like young boys from tv shows that you've seen we're not even five minutes in and we're at rape jokes megan it's not a joke (laughs) i don't think that's funny bringing the quality of the show down there we we were gonna go to advertisers how could i possibly Mm. I'm Mm -mm. i'm just kidding so 
I feel like I'm in the wrong place. Who are you guys? <laughs> <laughs> Regina, you haven't been on the show for a while. How have you been? What's new? Um, yeah, it's been a hot minute, huh? Um, not much is new. Taking a little break from school. Um, semester's over until January, so that's nice. And um, your first semester. My first semester. Yeah, done in in the books. Um, You're doing it. Yeah, yeah, doing it. Um, yeah. Sorry, I wish I had more exciting news, but that's pretty much it. It's just work and school oh, these Tina. days. Yeah. You have anything going on? Um. Well, let's see. I'm helping a friend of mine move. I'm uh doing a lot of uh in-depth personal work uh meditating more often thinking a lot about my relationships with other humans um with women in my life with uh family in my life and so on um had a fun altercation right well, a difficult altercation this week but i averted <laughs> a difficult altercation this week via uh my friend that i was helping to move i was getting done pretty late and i'd offered to take a bunch of stuff to goodwill for them and um uh, I'm, you know, plotting out with the internet's which goodwill I should go to because it's like, it's little after six and I'm about half an hour away from most of the goodwills thinking which one's going to be open. And I notice, oh, look, this particular goodwill's open late. They're open till like 10. That's awesome. They're just, they're just a donation center too. I guess I'll go buy this goodwill to drop off this stuff. Anybody want to guess where this goodwill is here in Texas in the DFW area? Just Highland Park. There you fucking go. <laughs> so so I, I thought to myself, let's see, I can either, and, 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 and let's leave aside the commentary, the fact that that is the goodwill that's open late and how much that's, you know, trying to assuage varying shades of rich white guilt of like, well, we're, we're doing much better than these folks, but we give them all our stuff, right? We're not using it anymore, so it's cool. But, but we're, we're going to skip past that for right now. The, uh, the fun part was I, I knew that like, yeah, okay, it's seven o'clock on or, or almost seven o'clock on a Saturday. Do I really want to be driving around Highland Park at night as a black man in a not super nice car, unless you're a collector of like things obscure and well, not obscure, but yeah, vintagey in Japanese. So uh, I decided to, you know, make the deposit later as opposed to going to Highland Park at that hour because that would be a bad fucking idea. You really think so? I mean, I don't know. Yes. I think you're overthinking it. I don't think so. I know so. No. <laughs> Between my personal experiences, my friends' personal experiences, the number of black folks that along the list of like, hey, welcome to Dallas type things they warned me about was don't be in Highland Park after dark. I'll, I'll definitely go with yes, I know so. Yeah, I don't think that's a, I don't I, think that's too prudent. Highland Park is kind of its own country. They have their own police force yeah. whose stats are not at all released. When you hear about, oh, Dallas police arrests or whatever's went down, those numbers don't include Highland Park. It's their own independent, separate entity. They, The Dallas Country Club, which is across the street from the Goodwill, had their first black inductee in the last 10 years. The uh, Highland Park at large had their first black family move in in the last 10 years. Um, really? Yes. Check the numbers yourself. I, I, can't, I can't recall the exact. No, no, I believe you. I know it was just, in the last ten years. Wow. And some of those houses look really shitty, but they're really expensive. Yeah. Because I guess they're so old, and that land is so expensive. They're also built back. You can't see from the street how far back it goes, how many oh. rooms it has. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not a place I, I go into willingly. If I can not, if I can avoid driving through Highland Park, I do. It's it's not a place I really feel comfortable. In. Well, I spent a lot of time there in high school. You remember Pollyanna? Yeah, I love Polly, and you had Wendy too. I remember Wendy as yeah. well. 
I just connected with Wendy over Facebook. Oh, how's she doing? I don't know. I didn't ask her. <laughs> well, how did she look I to mean, be doing based on pictures? Well, I, I mean, is, is Facebook an accurate barometer for some, how someone's doing? Or just how not. they would like to be doing? My mm-hmm. my uh, high school nemesis is not doing well. He's on his, uh, I think, third divorce. And he was just outed as one of the men who was uh, taking an advantage of the young actresses in his acting class. I don't want to name any names, but he was on a very successful uh, Showtime show, and I hate him with every fiber of my being. The so name names, friends, yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> Jim Perrick. I have to mention him on the show before. Oh. I hate that guy. You remember Jim Perrick? No. Oh. No, who's that? Regina remembers Jim Perrick. I think we put... T- uh, Don't. Max no, no. On the- we did a lot of stuff. We're not going to mention that on air. <laughs> oh, now he's going to know who it was, finally. But anyway, uh, somebody <laughs> updated his Wikipedia page and put this really awful photo of him and with the whole thing on under personal life that he uh, that some women came forward because he was um, well, his divorce is because he was having sexual relations with the women that were under his tutelage at his acting class. That was like Tut- James Franco was was who says tutelage? Thing. The same people that say ladder. I know. <laughs> I was trying to I was trying to sound uh, erudite. Yeah. Uh, who, why does this person have a Wikipedia page? Because he's an actor. Oh, and in what? True Blood. Uh, Who's he playing True Blood? I don't. Which one? Which one is that? The one about vampires. I don't know. I which never, one is I that? Couldn't, I couldn't watch it because I really have a very negative response to him. So why would I want to watch something with that? This sounds like some trauma really territory like. here. Is that what we're talking yeah, about? Yeah, he was an asshole to me when I went when we were in middle school and in high school up until he started doing the acting stuff. And then he was like, I think we should just be nice to each other. And I was like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> Like that uh, guy, and up. then and then when he did a uh, "It Gets Better" campaign thing after that, and he was like, "Oh, I was a bully in high school." I was like, "Fuck <laughs> you, <laughs> fuck you." <laughs> no, I'm not going to accept your apology, you fucking dick. I hate him. I thought he was gay. He's not. No, he's no? not gay. He just liked oh. to uh, make fun of the gay kids when we were in high school. So, so wait, wait. How is he on board with the "It Gets Better" thing? Just saying, like, "Hey guys, just so you know, now that I'm an adult, I don't like pummel you in the parking lot or like call you queer." Anymore. He wasn't like he's that. an ally. Yeah, right? yeah. He wasn't like that in high school. He was very sarcastic and just mean and just mean spirited to me. Uh, into like, how did I not Aaron. know this person then? Because we were in different <laughs> grades. It wasn't like I would be like, "Hey, Megan, this guy's mean to me." But he wasn't a jock. He was just kind of like friends with the jock. He was like jock adjacent. He was on the golf team for fuck's sake. That's not very mm-hmm. jock adjacent. <laughs> <laughs> but like he, he was friends with some of the other jocks that were. Uh... He was socioeconomically adjacent. I wonder if my brother knew him. I'll ask him. Maybe I don't know. But yeah, so that happened. So that thank you for the uh, friend who gave me that tip. <laughs> it was the same friend who, after we did something bad. Um, and we, he thought we were targeting his car and we got to tar- accidentally got somebody else's car who had to be in her home room. <laughs> she came up to me panicked in the hallway and was like, oh, we fucked up. <laughs> we fucked up. We got the wrong car and he's pissed. <laughs> it was that really cute guy that played soccer that looked like a member of, like a perfect member of the Aryan race, blonde hair, blue eyes. You know which one I'm talking about? <laughs> Um, I don't remember his name. He was cute, though. 
You just adjusted for historic privilege, so it's fine. It'll all come out in the wash. Uh, so yeah, that happened. <laughs> so meanwhile, in non-high school tales, how else are we doing around here? John, how was your week? Uh, It was fine. I'm getting really burnt out with work already, which probably isn't good. I mean, is the job I just, hard uh, or boring? I don't, or? No, it's not hard at all. It's really boring. And the fact that I've got to work 50 hours a week is just killing me. And I'm just like, maybe I'm just not meant to 50 work. is a lot. John, yeah. welcome to the way the rest of the planet <laughs> operates. At least the rest of Western society operates. Dilbert exists for a reason. Oh. Okay? The future that Franz Kafka described is real. Okay? This is kind I of like Dilbert exists because somebody got tired of having to go to the office 50 hours Something a week. Something yeah. really and funny happened at work Thursday. I think I'm the only one that invests in Bitcoin, so... This only impacted me, but Bitcoin, Bitcoin surged this week. And the other, the other weird guy at work, um, apparently like we looked at our apps at the same time and he was like, Oh my God. Cause he, all of a sudden he has like $25,000. Holy shit. Yeah. Cause he had a lot more Bitcoins. I, cause he invested really early and me, like I had a very small amount and then I have like over $300 in it from like 50. Um, so. He was like, I don't know what I, I should do. And I yelled without really thinking. This is really in the early in the morning. This is like 7.35 in the morning. I said, oh uh, <laughs> I said, don't pull it out. Keep it in. <laughs> wow. People were like, people were like Nicely done. what? They gave me this weird look. And I said, I didn't think that one through. But don't pull it out yet because that's what makes it like deplete. You got to, you know. That's the opposite of an in. investment. Just keep in it in. In my experience. Well, I think Bitcoin is going to, it'll level out again. I mean, yeah, it's done this in, it historically does. in the past. But wasn't there a big Bitcoin hack, too? Yeah, there was. I wasn't affected by that, though. As in people were stealing coins? or is No, in... people stole it. Hackers stole, like, millions of I think it was, okay. like, $60 million. worth. Yeah. Because now that everybody's getting all jazzed about blockchain, legit hack would be a different story entirely. But the infrastructure is not compromised. People just stole coins. Yeah, but, but I mean, there's a, there's a lot of different cryptocurrencies you can use, and some of them are affordable right now because if you because the trend I think is that it's not going away. Oh hell no! Again, especially that everybody's getting all psyched about blockchain. No, yeah, Bitcoin's I'm, gonna be a I've see. I'm against. I'm not against. I'm not going to invest anymore in Bitcoin because I think that that's just gone. It's too expensive for me to really have a thing. I'm not going to take any of my stuff out because I really just use that. Like, I originally invested just so I could play online poker. It was literally just I invested literally an intermediary to, yeah, to do, shady to do that. Stuff too. But I'm really yeah. mad I didn't invest. I, I literally, when Bitcoin first came out, I knew I should buy some, but I was too goddamn broke to buy any. But I knew. I mean, as far as I know, there's still some guy digging around dumpsters in England trying to find a hard drive where he stored some Bitcoins on back at circa like, you know, 2002 or something and forgot mm -hmm. about them. And they're now worth a couple of mil, and he would become yeah. like you know incredibly rich to just find that goddamn hard drive. Well, I bought a Litecoin when it was only fifty dollars, and now it's it's trading at one hundred and fifty. So I mean, and that was just a couple of months ago. So it's something to if you got if you have if you have money to lose, <laughs> you know, because I'm not I'm not dumb. I'm not thinking like like even though it says what like three hundred in in total because I have Ethereum, Bitcoin, and Litecoin. Even though it says. I have um, eight hundred forty-eight dollars. Mm -hmm. That's not. I don't have eight hundred forty-eight dollars because that goes up and down all the fucking time. You know, because uh, uh, it trades. How much all the you time. put it in the begin in the beginning for for each currency total? Uh, Bitcoin. 
I think 150 Ethereum, 100, and I invested, I was trying to get one Ethereum, but that went up too high, and now I'm just like, I don't want to invest any more money into it. And so I, I have a question. What's up? We call it cryptocurrency, but you're talking about how it fluctuates. Mm-hmm. I mean, what if that was your only, that would your be... only money? Would you feel comfortable with it no. fluctuating like that all the time? No, not at all. That's why I'm like, I don't see yeah. it as an investment. I see it as, hey, one day something cool could happen. Well, I guess I do kind of see it as an investment because I'm not, it's I don't a, plan on taking it. It's a short term investment, not a long term investment. Yeah. Um, but it also only becomes money once you sell it, right? So exactly. That's the weird part of it. And that's why it's when there are these spikes, concept. there's also these, it goes real down mm-hmm. fast because people sell because they're like, woohoo. I mean, honestly, there's no more gold standard in the US and or a, a, a substantial portion of the rest of the world. The only reason the dollar right. has achieved the, the kind of standing it has is due to penetration. At this point, Bitcoin is basically the dollar without the standard minus the penetration. It's, so it's, it is more fragile, yes, but the dollar is arguably only less fragile due to age and penetration. I like how you say penetration. I thought you did. Um, if you are looking to invest, like for real realsies, um, I suggest using the Acorn app. That's what I do. And I have like over $400 in there now. And what that, that's the rounding up stuff. I think we've talked about it before on the show. So you like do an initial investment and you'll pick what type of plan you have. I, of course, have the safe plan because, you know, and then it, it buys stocks for you. And then for every purchase that you make, um, it'll like, let's say you spend a dollar and 50 cents on somebody, it'll, or on something, it'll round it up to $2 and it'll take that 50 cents and keep on investing for you. Mm-hmm. So you're investing in small amounts. So you don't like your bank account doesn't see that hit. And so it's a really mm-hmm. easy way to, to invest. It'll take what a fraction it? of that penny and it'll put it in a savings account until eventually you've got millions of dollars, nah, like office it's, space. It's not a savings account. It's, uh, it's I stocks. know it's not. What is it investing in? Uh, you can, you can pick and choose based on plans. Like, I don't, I have the same plan. So mostly it's government bonds, but, um, yeah, you can look at all that stuff. And then you can get fun emails about, Hey, you're a shareholder now. So there's this meeting that's coming up and you need to vote and shit. And that's kind of cool. Um, Megan, do you have any? Thing you want to share before we get into a hot topic? What did I do this week? Is yeah. that what you're asking me? Yeah. Oh, thank you for asking. Um, this week was my experimentation with um, eating out alone, which I realized that I have never done before really? this week. Oh, yeah. At all, like in your life? Yeah. I mean, like airports by don't count, but like going to restaurants. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's weird. And I'm not really sure why I didn't do that. Um, n- yes, I am. Cause I, I did that this week. So, so what happens is you go out to a restaurant, um, by yourself and, um, people immediately assume that you are waiting for someone to show up because you're a lady and you're punctual, which means they're no friends of mine because they know otherwise they would know that that's, I'm not going to be the first one showing up. And then also they kind of treat you like a, like a kid that's lost in the mall. Like, um, where, where is your, where are your parents? Where's your other person? Um, do you want me to wait until, uh, they get here for you to order or, um, See, do you sit at a table? Because- no. 
when I sit at the bar, like when I used yes. to travel a lot for work, um, yeah, I would just always sit at the bar and order there. And waiters really appreciate that they sit at the bar. <laughs> they don't yep. take up a table. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I know when I waited bar. tables and there was a single person, I was like, oh fuck, I'm gonna work really hard for my fifty cent tip. I have noticed also that I um I check my phone a lot. I find something to read that isn't Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I'd rather do that than pretend to watch sports on television. And that's all that's playing are sports. Always. Like there's no, you know, um, BBC or, um, you know, fashion television like I usually watch. So that's really, so uh, cool. <laughs> it's fucking, it's weird, man. It's weird that I never noticed that I had not done that before. But when I thought about it, I I hadn't. This is the first time in my life. I'm 37 years old and consider myself to be fairly independent. So, yeah, yeah I didn't like it at first because it definitely like fed into my anxiety. But I just I got over it. And actually, it's kind of nice just to go out by yourself and you know. Yeah, you don't have to ask anybody where they want to go or anything like that. Going to mm-hmm. movies is really fun going by yourself. That I don't like doing. Oh, I yeah. love doing that. Nope, I hate The movies? I, oh, I love too. the movies yeah. by myself. Yeah, I've been doing that for a long time. Why don't you like that with you? Know? Because the first thing I want to do after a movie is discuss it with someone. So oh. Just get on Reddit. That is a terrible idea <laughs> for a long list of reasons. No, like literally like walk out of the theater, into the outside, car ride home and or jaunt down to the bar or to the or back to the house or wherever because you're probably hungry or tired. And during that ride, you discuss the film with somebody. And to not to be robbed of that experience, I don't have to wait until you find somebody else has actually seen it about the same time you had or so that so it's still fresh in their mind is is, is just I, I hate that. I'd rather discuss it with someone immediately. To the point What about like, this? Like, what about once you leave the theater, you like grab the first person that walks by you, That's and you're like, I was about you to shake say, them by the shoulder. I've been so desperate to not physically accost them, but if I was, if I did go see a movie by myself, and I was walking out with a group, I would find a group of people outside that were discussing the movie and attempt to join their discussion. Because it's like, I it's think that's really cute. Discuss the film after you've seen it, especially if it's, a, if it's a good film that actually has. Well, you can analyze any film, but like after I saw Rogue One. I mean, the, the conversation in the car after that was awesome. And I, I, I've been driven insane I've seen it myself. I still haven't seen here's, Star Wars, man. Here's another solution for you. Stop caring about other people's opinions. No, who says it's a matter of caring? It's a matter of wanting to exchange opinions. <laughs> I want to share my Right. I, I mean, there. if you don't care about them, then you don't bother to exchange. So well, I'm saying, like, that'll just eliminate that need. I recognize the inherent solips- the, the inherent solipsism of my own opinion of something and wish to he- hear others to see here if I'm... If I'm flawed or if my logic is flawed. I know you do. I'm just suggesting that you stop doing that. I disagree vehemently with that as well. However, I I will say on the previous topic of going out to to restaurants, um, I always have a book either in my bag or in my car in both or or both for the sole reason so that when I walk into a restaurant by myself, which I do frequently, that or bar for that matter, uh, which I do frequently, that I have something to do aside from stare at my phone. Cause I agree that like, you know, Facebook is the devil and that. And actually I killed mine last week in case I didn't say that already. But, um, yeah, I, I always carry a book so that I have something to read aside from cause I'm not a sports ball person either. So it's a great way to enjoy. And I actually, it's also it creates a great opportunity for the book to recommend a person, i.e. someone's like, Oh, you're reading that or you're just 
who needs a conversation piece you actually don't want to talk to anybody you just want to fucking read huh let's get into some hot topics yeah <laughs> <laughs> God, I can't get my new pug watch to work. Oh my god! Okay, there we go. Your new what? Uh, my Fitbit that has new fun, um, different clock faces you can use, and I chose the one that's a cute little pug. Oh, I thought you said pug. Yeah, I didn't know you were a dog person, John. Uh, no, it was just cute. There's one that that looks like that painting that's like <laughs> white, blue, and yellow with the different lines, and I forgot the name of the guy that did it, but I think it was the French guy. Montreal. Is it? Mm-hmm. Anyway, but it was. It, so it was that. Yeah, the squares, and then it revolves yeah. with time. But it got too confusing to tell what time it was. So I was like, "Fuck that! I'm gonna go just watch the pug." Um. <laughs> so Al Franken resigned this week. Yay! Oh, we're Yang. Why would I not be Yang? Um. Okay. Well, then you can you go first. Why would I not go first? <laughs> Last time we talked about this, I said. That we should wait for the Senate Ethics Committees, so on and so on, to see what they had to say about this and go through usual channels and so on and so on. Um, honestly, because I hadn't done a great deal of research into the allegations, but I knew there were some. I knew some were highly inappropriate. I knew some were just kind of th- – there was also some um, um, uh, discomfort I had about the fact that uh, Roger Stone and whoever else knew about yeah. them beforehand, so it was a possibility of wacko conspiracy type stuff. But yeah, then, Tom Arnold came out with some – conspiracies that he he said uh-huh. that roger stone uh kind of really uh bullied con what's her name uh leanne tweeden is that her name no one who came forward into this to coming yes. forward yeah so and i also didn't know he also said that she's a birther and she's got some there's all kinds of other stuff that made problems. me initially suspicious but there's also some that but there's some that come out since then that uh um show it's a consistent pattern of behavior and that he needs to get some shit straight but also, I recognize that, and this is a date, I recognize it as a politically, it's a dangerous gambit, but get them all, man. All of them. I don't care what's, what's a D or an R beside their name or how high or how low or whatever. See, get I, them out of there. I saw it as a miss, missed opportunity for the Dems. I think that they should have done it. They should have been like, this is how you handle it when one of your members has these allegations that come forward and they're, and they're not immediately I resign. Cause he was not immediately yeah. I resign. I think they should have gone. They should have had the ethics committee. They should have everybody come forward, and they should have gone decided from then. I think this right now sets up a very dangerous precedent where, I mean, uh, and also what's it Kristen Gillibrand, her saying that it doesn't matter if it's sexual assault or sexual harassment, kind of like er- erasing the distinction between the two. That, 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 I don't know. For what do, you, what, do, figure, what do the ladies, valid, what do the ladies yeah. think? Well, it, neither is appropriate in the workplace, and whether it's a senator or uh, an assistant manager at Walmart, if they're engaging that kind of behavior, they don't deserve to work there anymore. <laughs> you know, mm, period. Exactly. But the behavior wasn't—I'm not saying it wasn't that bad, but it wasn't like. Uh, what, Hold what, on, though. What it was he doing? He was just—he was accused of. Uh, Touching some tushes, and I think he tried to kiss somebody. Still, that doesn't matter. I'm sorry, you, you were saying, Regina? Um, yeah, it doesn't matter. And what I find sort of disturbing is the fact that he, Al Franken, um, said that he either remembers those 
instances very differently or that um, they aren't true. So it's like he's not even accepting his own behavior. And I find that upsetting. Mm. I like Al Franken, but he needs to, I think, embrace the fact that obviously he has he's made some mistakes. He hasn't done that yet. I would definitely agree. What do you think, Megan? Um, well, he probably does remember them differently because, um, obviously if it, uh, meant the same to each person involved, then it would never happen. Mm. So, so I don't think that's a lie. Uh, but I do think that, and maybe this is where you were going, Reggie, was that, um, he could have gone further and said, um, I remember it differently, but uh, the point is not how I remember it. It's how the other person remembers it. Right, exactly. Like if I hurt your feelings, Megan, um, even if I didn't mean to or I don't see it that way, I still hurt your feelings. Right. You know? And it's you do on a daily basis. I, I know. I'm sorry. And because I'm I am as <laughs> forgiving as I am. Mm-hmm. Um, you are a very you know, forgiving person. <laughs> I just pretend to remember it differently. So healthy of you. I I know I'm I'm a really good person, <laughs> but um, I I think that I would like the way this was going if I felt like the end result was going to be this like total purging of this uh uh people that engage in such behavior. Yeah, this this uh, a purging of this like mindset. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that that's going to happen because the world is shit, and um, so I, so what I predict is this is going to be some like trendy thing for a little while, and then things are going to go back to the way that they were because progress like isn't linear, you know, like it goes forward a little bit. And then after something big happens that gets attention, then it goes backwards a couple of steps. So, I mean, if it was linear, we'd be way more advanced than we are now. I mean, women got the vote in the early 20th century, you know? I'd be cool if if we just ejected every single man from every single political office and replaced him with a woman. I'd be totally okay with that, personally. Number one, sorry, go ahead. That's not representative, though, right? I mean, so I mean, they should I have... think it's fair. Women weren't represented for how many hundreds of years? It's not representative now. We're ruled by no, the old white. No, people. I agree. I agree. It's not representative now. But, um, you know, it would be nice if it were, uh, if it reflected the population of, you know, whatever area we're talking about, the U.S. or a state that or means whatever. means those people would have to vote. Nobody votes. But I mean, right. studies, studies and so have shown, it's not. And, studies have know. shown that women are smarter, that they're better at compromise. I mean, they're, they, sh- I think they'd just be better leaders. So let's, let's talk about all that real quick here. Cause that, that's, let's that's, gonna, we're going to extend this one by five minutes and can talk about that editorial. Okay. So number one, um, there are a number of constitutions that actually use statistics via source from their census to enforce fairly strict representative quotas in, in their in their uh, legislative bodies i.e if 
the country is comprised of X number of women, X number of handicapped folk, X number of one tribe, X number of one group, whatever. That is the, that was what the end resulting legislative body has to look like. Some folks get mad about that being quotas, affirmative action, or whatever. Some folks just say, no, we're starting from a place of some something close to actual representation. That's point one. Point two, this is a drastic turnaround from you for you last week, John, when I said something along the lines of, for every single person that does whatever thing, someone from that oppressed group gets their spot as a possible solution to who to replace Al Franken. And by the way, I looked up, apparently the governor of Minnesota can now appoint somebody to hold his spot until the end uh, until the next uh, election cycle. Some places do snap elections. Minnesota is not one of them. Uh, number three, I want to point out that uh, Christian, uh, Christian Amanpour is going to replace Charlie Rose, that Robin Wright's going to replace Kevin Spacey, or at least... Uh, she's Kevin already Spacey. on the show, so she's not replacing him. Right, but she's going to basically... As the, as, as, as the protagonist yeah. and central character and so on. That, you know, there is some validity to the idea of, you know... If someone's going to oppress that group or harm that group or demean that group or whatever else, then as a way of addressing that issue and or past transgressions or whatever else, maybe that, I mean, and there's not been a replacement announced from Matt Lauer just yet. Although, I, and I will, I will cackle to the end of days, Vince, at being Megan Kelly. But, oh, <laughs> I hate but, her. but the point of the matter is that I, I think that there is something to be said for using this moment to more actively push for not just representation but as a direct immediate response to mm. what if what issue. if we um you know i don't i don't know how this would be done exactly because it involves math and and as we know i'm a lady yeah. um but like what if what if the the votes of the existing representatives were adjusted for percentage to like to accurately make up that yeah like yeah. reflective re That's what I'm so saying. like like your vote uh counts like oh. so many uh you know like 30 percent of a whole vote let's not or, do it or three-fifths wackiness <laughs> please megan let's, let's yeah, not that for real. Like that. Let's not. I, yeah yeah okay well i'm but this that's, is a, i mean I our vote doesn't right now yeah we don't really have well, we don't have what we have right now with like, gerrymandering and the electoral college. True. You know, well, I mean, do you think? No, I just exactly mean like once equivalent. they get there. I mean, do you think that Ted Cruz represents you and your interests Jeez. at all? Any any of the Texas reps? Do you think any of them represent your interests? No, well, he definitely represents my biblical interests. <laughs> <laughs> I guess my my I do have a little bit of a concern with this movement that it could easily be taken to an extreme. And people could suffer so as soon as they weaponize article, it. Though. As soon as they weaponize it, that they're like, the "Oh, look! If if we can get there's a magic number here that if we can reach a certain number of accusers, then the Democrats are going to force that person out." So you know who's who's a really strong voice right now? That Adam Schiff. So we need to find eight women that are cool with lying <laughs> that we could somehow tie with Adam Schiff and. You know, we're all cool with lying. So all of us. The article I, I was going to bring up this week literally addresses that very thing, insofar as that is the common argument that's raised in, you know, why we shouldn't. Uh, be... No, I'm not. No, I'm not arguing that that's why we shouldn't. I'm just saying that that's a possible extreme. Yeah, but that's why we need due process, um, like and, the ethics committee, etc. And my argument is that Al Franken didn't get that. I'm not even okay. The reason Al Franken didn't get that is because Democrats are trying to make a point before Tuesday. Tuesday being the day that Alabama has its fucking election. And I was saying that they they lost, they missed an opportunity to make it a greater point by saying this is how 
you operate. This is what one does. This yeah, is what they should be doing with all those Republicans That process is not right going to be done by Tuesday. That's going to take months. So, and also, I people don't cute care. That yeah, I think it's cute that they're they think that people are going to pay attention to points that they're trying to make. Mm. Yeah, I mean, isn't that people, adorable? Yeah, yeah, they never hold the Republicans to account. So no. why would they start now? I mean, it's no, they they they're they're parents right now. Like Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell, is Mitch McConnell a parent? Uh, scratch him off the list. But there are other Republican parents someplace, yeah. who are who are supporting a pedophile. They are supporting a pedophile. The simple. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. It has more. You we talk about because they points. want that vote. They need that vote. Not, I think that. Paul Ryan came out and said against Roy Moore. Both so. him and Mitch McConnell did, but it doesn't matter. They still are going to, they, they still encourage the, the, the uh, state of Alabama yeah. to decide. They personally can quote come up against or like low key be like, ah, that's kind of weird, but we'll let Alabama decide. Meanwhile, the party at large has started dumping money back into his campaign mm-hmm. again. So their words mean nothing. Because, because at least the theory is, this could be a wackadoodle theory, is that they're going to lose Collins' vote, uh, because all the, the that promise about not cutting Medicare, there that's done in the new tax bill. So uh, they're going to lose her, so they need to get a vote to replace her, and that's why they're shooting so hard for more. And again, so sorry, so is Congress like the only effective barrier to staying off of the register? Is that what's happening here? The register? Well, I mean, is uh, it like all the queers go over here? What do you mean the register? I think no, the, the uh, registered sex offender. Oh, the, well, it's too long. An RSO. <laughs> I mean, it's, it was list, never right? a criminal complaint, so, I mean, he's not going to go on. Well, yeah, you know, the statute of limitations. It's like, those kids have to speak up right away or we can't help them. Yeah. I forget how many years. I think it's... 15, 30, I was, was going to... In my, my brain, it no. said 20 years, unless it's one of those instances where he didn't remember. It's like... It varies by state. Yeah, I think it's it's once you reach, if you're a child, once you reach maturity, like once you reach 18, when you're considered adults, there's X amount of years after that. I'm, a, I'm with Regina. I think it varies by state. No, I know it varies by state because my cousins, um, they got that law changed in Arkansas nice. to um, for the statute of limitations on uh, child sex abuse. I imagine Arkansas... Arkansas would be one of the more challenging states to get that change. So good for your cousins. Mm-hmm. Thanks. I mean, Texas Proud of them. Sorry, Arkansas. Um, all right. Anybody have last words? Are we ready to move on to another story? Sure. Sure. We're ready to move on. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, Time announced its person of the year and it was the silence breakers. Um, the editorial wrote this. I just picked this as the very last little snippet. So if you want to read the whole article, you can go to time.com. For giving voice to open secrets, for moving whisper networks onto social networks, for pushing us all to stop accepting the unacceptable, the silence breakers are the 2017 person of the year. And, um, yeah. And the cover features, uh, many women who spoke up and inside it's women and men who have spoken up about being harassed. So good for them. And it was just kind of, ironic that that they were announced i think a week after donald trump did that weird uh time asked me but they said they needed to do a full interview so i said no thanks who's what this a, wait say donald trump. <laughs> uh, right. donald trump that weird thing and then time was like actually that's not how we choose our people our person of the year so, <laughs> so you you do understand that 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 the cover for the me too hashtag thing silence breaker fun it um made sure to include uh, Taylor Swift, 
still trying to figure out why the fuck because she, she was won, on the... Because she won that lawsuit against that DJ that groped her. Yeah, that's, that's great. That's why she's on That's the great. List. They included her, but not the original founder of the Me Too hashtag. So, hey, fuck Taylor Swift. To... Well, no, don't fuck Taylor Swift. There's a, that's what, man... I can both be, I've been I can silent both be on very, Facebook over I this. can both be very supportive of her in her battle against patriarchy and still hate everything the fuck else she does. The only reason why she was on that, I mean, she's not, we are not her target audience. Yeah, white we nationalists are. We are not her are. target audience. White nationalists are, because she's refused to devour herself no, I, I, I at all. Think, I think young girls are. Oh my, her. you know what, you know what? Okay, young girls and white nationalists, you can do both there too. I don't. I, why am I defending Taylor Swift? This is what I'm, I'm just. I'm defending her inclusion <laughs> in this article because as opposed to she did Burke. a boss ass. No, not no. It's not an either or. I'm just saying she was included because she took this. This guy groped her. She publicly said he groped her. He sued. Tried to sue her in court. She countersued for a fucking dollar to make a point, and mm-hmm. she won. Okay, that's why she's on there. I'm not not. Not her over somebody else. But even, That's the fucking editorial that can, the guy that does that. Okay. I have no say in that. But even, at all. But even in her, in, even in her <laughs> Me Too activism, yeah, her <laughs> activism in that case was not Me Too, it was looking out for her. She has been otherwise silent in the face of the Me Too movement. I don't think, I don't think this whole thing was just for the, it's not just for the Me Too movement, it's for the silence breakers. I, not everybody hey, on there how refreshing is, is it that she's just doing her too. own thing and she's not trying to take advantage of this moment her, her own thing often involves a whole lot of cultural appropriation so still hard pass <laughs> uh i understand that there needs to be um like a balance like if you if you want people to to get on board with this there's a marketing aspect that you have to consider like they have to be known and pretty and people have to like their, you know, like pop songs or there's a list of shitty movies or whatever, right? <laughs> but again, yeah. you're not the target audience for Taylor Swift. I think that she has no, an impact on but the people. I am not the you. I'm talking to Otiano. For... I'm talking to Otiano, not you, Megan. Oh. So you say Megan is the target audience? <laughs> <laughs> Just saying She's that already got me. She doesn't have to target could, me. I listen to all that shit. empower young girls that like her music, Don't. more power to her. I think it's shitty to say fuck her because she's not for you. There's a lot of people I don't like. I don't think like shit all over them because I'm not their target audience. If you're going to use the massive platform that you have to young girls or to whoever else, massive to, platform to use to to to, to advance whatever <sighs> political agendas you're going to advance, which in her case, she doesn't have any political agendas that I know of, and that's okay. And when a bunch of white nationalists <laughs> decide to say that you are their Aryan princess, and someone makes a comment about how you might want to release some kind of a statement kind of saying you know actually that's not what i'm all about and then you have your lawyers sue that person then maybe just maybe well, i don't your know political i have agendas no aren't very fucking clear. just like you didn't know why she was on the cover i have no fucking oh, no, clue no, no, what you're no. talking about I, because i, I don't follow i knew why she's in the cover i just you think said you didn't the, know why she was on the cover i was speaking ironically sir because she well they needed to do it in ironic voice could have taken that slot apart from her <laughs> far more clear like political this. and or personal stance <laughs> on how they feel about speaking out Okay, so yay for the silence breakers. <laughs> yeah, I guess, man. It, like, like I said earlier, if I thought that this was really going to turn into something, I would feel more excited about it. But I fucking don't. I really hope. I don't. think this is some like trendy bullshit that uh, could have a really important purpose, but uh, will have a very small impact. 
Also, if we're going to talk and about no, the I, shit. I don't think it has had a small impact if there are these very powerful people that are losing their fucking job. I mean, it, it might right. be, it might be mon- monetary. It months? might be, it might be, it might, uh, hopefully it does last long. But if I there's would love for that Weinstein, Singer now's gone, Lauer's gone. Um, who else? I mean, there are too many. I can't even. I can't even think of. Yeah, from Charlie the, Rose. Tra- he's uh, gone. No, the other guy from NPR. The guy from the Takeaway. There's um, uh, Hockenberry. John, John Hockenberry. Yeah, John Hockenberry. Uh, what's his? What happened uh, to John Hockenberry? Garrison Keillor. They've oh. been they've been talking about that a lot on the show, and it's yeah. very awkward. Yeah. <laughs> WNYC Wait, isn't doing a lot of. I didn't hear about there. John Hockenberry. Somebody oh, fill yeah. me in. He's uh, out too. And the the uh, the the substitute host. I can't remember his name. He keeps apologizing, <laughs> and and he'll apologize like to the guests that come on. Like, did I ever do that to you? And they're like, "Well, I mean, you benefited from it." He's like, "I'm really sorry." <laughs> it's it's very it makes my lunch very awkward. <laughs> yeah. Um, what? So what did he do though? Basically, well, um, uh, you sound like you you follow more closely than I am, Megan. So. Uh, I mean, he just like, uh, well, I mean, he's a, I think in his base, he's a fucking bully, which is, is pretty common in that kind of industry, like entertainment, like print publications and news, radio and television and all that shit. Like, I think that's how you get ahead and stay in your place once you get there. But, um, he, let's see forcefully kissed a couple of or not a couple a few women i think that were and and these were all like new female employees and because he is you know the the star of the show um he had power over them so they're like you know new female pas or they're you know uh people dependent on a job Right, exactly. And and it's implied that if you don't do or if you displease this person that's in a position of power, they can, like a diva, say, I want this person gone and that person will be gone. Or just outright so, terrifying someone out of the office via bullying them on, on air and or off air because he's chased away how many female hosts? Who, Some of which who, women who, of color? I, I don't know who this person right. is. Well, they didn't really, they didn't really want the job, you know. <laughs> I mean, if they had, then they would have just stayed. So uh, he, he, I don't he, listen to NPR enough. Apparently. He's a longtime host of a WNYC show in particular that's that was around for a while. What's it called? Uh, the Takeaway. Oh, okay, okay. He's a it. doughy bastard. Ew. So yes, I really does hope. I hope it does keep going. I think that honestly, you know, we'll know if it's. <laughs> The the grand prize, the this movement will succeed or this movement will not succeed, is basically going to depend on whether or not we can get you know the big prize. I.e. Well, I think what's I think what's significant is that these women are being taken seriously, and if you look at Anita Hill, how many decades yeah. ago mm-hmm. um, she was put through hell and and not believed. Um, so I mean, maybe we've made some progress there. I don't know. Don't you wish we could just. Take it further and, and get yeah, get get him gone and get Trump gone too. There is no and then vacate George H. W. Bush's uh, presidency as if it never happened and do the same thing for Bill Clinton. 
So all these yeah, seriously, fuckers are just if we right out of okay, history. If, if, if the Democrats <laughs> will be taken seriously about their like you know moral purge, then they need to go after Big Bill. And we won't know if this is actually going to take off in any way capacity whatsoever unless we can get POTUS. So. Yeah. All right. Well, um, on this related topic, can I just say one more thing? Have you guys listened to the um, uh, the Malcolm Gladwell podcast, Revisionist History? No. No. Uh, there's one called The Lady Vanishes. It's from uh, June of 2016. That speaks exactly to what we're talking about. And I found that to be a very uh interesting and apropos so i recommended that to you talking about a female painter in the 19th century cool the end all right well moving on we have two news <laughs> what why are you laughing at my transitions i'm trying to be professional. because they're just so like awkward <laughs> you, well fuck you um wow this is a very spicy <laughs> podcast we are so today. spicy spirited sassy former cop vodka. found guilty of secondary murder and shooting of unarmed black man a former south carolina police officer was sentenced to 20 years in pres- prison I wonder how many he'll really get after a federal judge ruled that he committed second degree murder in the fatal shooting of an unarmed black man. The judge rules Thursday that Michael Slager, a former North Charleston officer, also obstructed justice with his statements to state police following the shooting. A Slager, who is white, shot Walter Scott in April 2015 following a traffic stop. Slager has been in jail since May when he pleaded guilty to violating Scott's civil rights. He faced murder charges in state court, but those charges were dropped as part of a federal plea deal. And the uh, video showing him shooting Scott five times in the back went viral in 2015, shocking the police and inflaming the debate about how police use deadly force. And after the shooting, he was fired. And he argued that he shot him in self-defense. This is the same one where he tried to plant stuff mm-hmm. on yep. the body as well. Okay, this article And had there not been that, that video, um, he probably would not be convicted, Yeah, sadly. So to uh, contrast with that, ex-MESA officer Philip Brailsford, not guilty of second-degree murder. Maricopa County jury on Thursday found former MESA, is it MESA? Is it Arizona? MESA? MESA? MESA. 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 Um, (laughs) Don't laugh at me. Uh, Police officer, you can laugh at me. I I don't care. Um, Officer Philip Mitch Brailsford was found not guilty of second-degree murder charges in the 2016 shooting of an unarmed Texas man who was on his knees begging for his life. Jurors deliberated for less than six hours over two days, finishing Thursday afternoon. The eight-member jury also found Brailsford not guilty of the lesser charge of reckless manslaughter. Shaver was kneeling, crying, and begging not to be shot after he was confronted by six Mesa police officers in in a La Quinta Inn and Suites hallway. La Quinta. La Quinta. (laughs) Make yourself a day. I just want to say, I think all of you, except Regina, should go fuck yourselves today. (laughs) Because Regina's the only one that's been nice to me, except for her laughter just now. But. He was fired uh, two months after the shooting and testified that he fired his AR-15 five times because it appeared that he was reaching for his gun. What was interesting and not interesting about this case is, you know, in all trials, there are things that are allowed to be admitted and things that are not allowed to be admitted. One of the things that were not allowed admitted was uh, Brailsford etched, you're fucked, on the side of his AR-15, and that was not allowed in court. 
an apostrophe R E or was it an improper like Y O U R? He did use the apostrophe. Good for him. Well, and it was not allowed in court because the uh, judge thought it was felt it was prejudicial. So, um, well, I saw the video, um, not where he actually. Get, I didn't see the the guy get shot, but he does reach back. It did kind of look like he could be reaching for a weapon, but the whole situation, I don't know. It's really unfortunate. What, what did the police also, were they giving him like contradictory orders at the same time? Not or from what I really saw. I mean, they wanted weird? his hands up in the air. They warned him several times that he would be shot if he made a mistake or if he moved his hands. And then they asked him to crawl towards him. Um, he was compliant. Um, it's just, I guess, he went to reach back, what, to pull up his pants or something? Yeah. And the guy was drunk. I mean, he was going to make a mistake. Um, and he had a fucking gun on him, too, you know? So He didn't have a gun on no, him. No, no, I mean, he had guns on him, like, aimed at him. Yes. Mm-hmm. So my two standard issue comments at this point in the face of this sort of activity, three, really. Um, number one, American police officers don't know jack nor shit about de-escalation. Someone's yes. drunk, someone's crawling, someone's crying, screaming, whatever. Yeah, they're supposed to make rational fucking decisions. Mm-hmm. Number two, a number of police forces in the world manage to handle this kind of thing, be it with armed suspects or not, without killing people. There are a variety of techniques from tasers to body armor to one particularly fascinating British video has a guy with a gun waving it around, pointing at people. The cops just surround him with fucking riot shields and press him up against a wall and take his weapon. There is no fucking reason for an armed force or well-equipped or well-financed force that's supposed to be reducing injury to the public or to public property or whatever else to be killing people left and right. And last... And most importantly in my mind, if you sign yourself for public service, fuck you and your, I felt that was a threat to my life as a, you are a public servant. Mm -hmm. Okay? If you're going to style yourself in the military and acquire military gear and roll out there with your fucking ATVs and AR-15s and shit like that. Then it's your responsibility. I did the same goddamn shit in the Marine Corps. You know what? If I got shot, I get shot. I'm doing my fucking job and I get shot. Cops own the fuck up. I'm getting sick and tired of this. I was afraid for my life bullshit from cops Mm -hmm. in regards to shooting somebody who you don't know if they have a gun. You don't know if they're guilty. You don't know if they're innocent. You don't know. So, in fact, the onus is on you to protect their life, not your own, period. Yeah, I agree with that. And my big question in watching that video is the guy's got his hands up. They could have had him just lay down and then approach him and cuff the guy. Mm -hmm. Why were – why – was it just an exercise in power to make him crawl towards them? Yeah. Or was so that a tactical, you're uh, tactically appropriate thing? I think my my understanding and my my gut feeling about this person is that he was just looking for an excuse. Mm-hmm. If you have an AR-15 with your fucked in the side of it and you're riding around with that yeah. as your sidearm, yeah, you're looking to kill folks with an excuse. Was it his personal AR-15? No, cops have AR-15s. Okay. It's, which is insane, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's time oh. for a palate cleanser. I think that's an excellent Do you want a palate cleanser? Is it about cleanser? puppies? It's about, it's about dick. 
I'm sorry, Dick. About oh, Dick. great. <laughs> Regina's palate cleanser. He said, "Gross." Regina, <laughs> one thing you missed last week. You definitely missed like us having our little Dick Fest towards the end, and you probably are glad you missed it. Can we do like a yeah, JJ Fest next time, John? Sure. Because really, how many minutes? <clears throat> we're we're an hour twenty four in, and we haven't said Dick one time. <laughs> em- Amethyst Realm, a twenty seven year old spiritual gu- guidance counselor says she's had sex with at least 20 ghosts. She prefers them to men. The first experience was 12 <laughs> years ago, she said, after she and her then-fiancé moved into a new house and she felt the presence of a strange entity. Quote, it started as an energy, then became physical, she told uh, some host from some show. There was pressure on my thighs and breath on my neck. I just always Whoa. felt safe. I had sex with the ghost. You can feel it. It's difficult to explain. I was, was don't Patrick even Swayze, know where to start with was that. Like, was like Patrick Swayze involved with there this? There was or? a weight and a something else. <laughs> Realm said she had an affair with the ghost for three Ooh. years, but that it ended when her ah, human husband came home from work early and saw the shadowy shape of a man through the window. Now Realm wants to be, get pregnant by one of the ghosts. I've done a bit of research into Too phantom pregnancies. <laughs> Too loud. Bring it down. Bring it down. Uh, there's a possibility that that it is a ghost in you, or about phantom pregnancy, but people in don't you. know how to carry it to full term. So it's clear that she needs some psychological assistance. Is it? I've had some sex with men who may as well have been ghosts. You know, like That's different, Megan. I mean, it's not about it's happening. And I'll tell you that it's very unlikely that you're going to become pregnant through an encounter with those guys. So. Penis, she probably is. Micropenis uh, can still get you pregnant, tree. Megan. It's not the penis that gets you pregnant. It's the what? sperm. <laughs> I think she's probably aware it's, of that job. Oh, I, I thought you were going to say it's the intent. Like, it's how much you want it to happen. <laughs> Which it would explain why I've never been pregnant. How <laughs> how do you all feel about the secret? Wait, what's the secret? secret? Like, that like that if you, if you will oh, it up to the universe, yeah. did it bullshit. I I what? listened. Yeah. I was listening to a poker podcast the other last week, and they had this poker player on who's also a <coughs> a uh, motivational speaker. Kind of. <laughs> he, he has a technical term for it because they're poker coaches. He's like a holistic coach. He tries to work with their mind and their spirit and blah, blah, blah. And I just want to say, like, I think it's fucked up when people make fun of women that talk and upspeak. This guy talked and upspeak, and it was really fucking annoying. So I can understand how some people can get really annoyed when people talk and upspeak, especially when he's talking about the secret and all the blah, blah, blah. And, ugh. What's the secret? It's a secret board. You know, when you get, you get vision a board, board you vision board, and then you, it's like what you I, want. He was saying that his... Oh, I know what a... A se- the, secret the secret is a vision board? Yes. The, the no, secret the is secret a is a book, it's and it's basically like, yeah, your, intent, your intention can manifest in real life. But no, listen, you know, listen stop, to this. Oh, no, that that doesn't happen. This this juju that he did, like him trying to make the secret work for him. So his secret, like his, his wish was to win the main event, um, the main event in poker. And the way that he... so. So he was in the main event and he ran up against this other, uh, during one of the breaks, he started talking with this other uh, friend of his who's also 
poker player. And they're like, hey, how are you doing? He's like, yeah, I feel really good. I'm going to win this. I'm going to win the tournament. And he's like, no, buddy, I'm going to win this tournament. And he's like, okay, do you want to swap? You know, where they get a portion of each other's. They, they give each other money. And then whoever wins, I'll give a little piece of it back. So that guy that he swapped with ended up winning the main event. And that's, that's his, that's his, like, the secret worked for me. Right. Uh, which goes back to the conversation that we've had several times about believing your own narrative, no matter what. Mm. It's the, I like to call it the Joel Austin conversation. Man, fuck that dude. I need a little bit of that though, because I think I'm the opposite. I need just a little bit of hope. No, I think if you, I'm, I'm all for being like a positive person, but if you have intent you and you put that into action, I mean, there's a likelihood that you'll achieve what you want to achieve if it's reasonable. I mean, that's what I like least about you. <laughs> <laughs> um, my positive attitude. <laughs> yes. Can you please well, get rid of that? This way. I know. Actually, I was going to agree with Regina in that you can do all this positive vision boarding stuff and the secret and whatever else. But in my understanding from, from, from my personal path and my studies, all that is, it's a focus for your will so that you can inspire further and more intense action. You can, you know, light candles and meditate and pray all you want for whatever to happen. But it can happen if that's all you do. You have to actually like work towards that end. So it's a it, it can be a part and parcel of, a, of an overall effort to achieve a goal it shouldn't be the one blood so is yeah. that the kind of thing that uh motivates someone to continue to enact that positive behavior mm-hmm. is that what you're saying I, i'm saying that yeah it's 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 a part of the package deal you know you, you you don't just you know cross your fingers and hope to see what happens you do a lot of work and it's and that positive visualization is part of the drive and it's supposed to encourage the motivation. Yeah. Mm, that sounds hard. I don't want to do that. That's why, that's why when it's implemented <laughs> that fashion, it actually works sometimes because you worked hard. Man, there's no comedy and positive shit. What, what, what's Arguably the payoff? Oh, arguably exactly. there's plenty of comedy. Making fun of yourself in that context is a lot of fun. Cacophony. <laughs> Cacophony. I don't know why I'm saying that. Uh, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> Enjoy the song. Got that by Gigi Rowe. We'll be back next week. <laughs> Enjoy these notes. <laughs> I'm not going to touch that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we can't sexually harass each other anymore. <laughs> Bye, guys. Adios. Bye. You want to